we're back finally for the finals preview. Uh, thankfully, we we are there. How are you, me or Matt Mick? I'm good, Trent. Yeah, look, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been a, obviously a long, long year. Uh, bit of a drought there, no football, but we're uh, finally at the uh, the fun end of the season. Four weeks of uh, finals footy in front of us, starting on a Thursday night. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't say I enjoyed the bye week. I, I get there's benefits, obviously, in terms of um, in terms of getting players ready. I get that, but you know, I don't know. It, having nothing, it just feels it feels so blank and dead, and just having nothing feels it just feels a bit aggressive. Having particularly this year, having so much constantly and then absolutely nothing, it already felt a bit weird. I don't know. I really think the Brownlow fits in this spot i think you know if we're going to have that dead week at least put something in there that we can watch that's you know applicable to to what's going on and, and balance out the awards I, I i don't know what do you reckon that kind of feels like it it makes sense to get it out of the way before finals uh oh well, yeah i mean this year's weird i've i've i haven't mind to on previous years where it's been part of it so the week just goes you feel any days it's pretty hard to fill in your days at the moment if you live in Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> Football's always been a godsend, even if it's horror and games, you think, oh, at least it kills two and a half hours of my day. Well, the year so, is, um, yeah. i tell you what, though. Um, thank goodness they uh, amalgamated all the other awards into one and a half days. Yeah. Because they, they drag on all the other awards outside of uh, the Brownlow. Oh, geez, they make it... Huge sermon dance over it, probably cost millions of dollars to the AFL this year. Just get all done, and everyone's like, oh, Yep, good. It was kind of nice. Oh, yeah, I liked it. Just quick, like, who cares? Like, I mean, I don't, get, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, obviously, Rising Star and, and AFL PA player MVP, they're, they're good awards and, and whatnot. I don't want to just take the shine off it, but it doesn't need big fanfare, I don't think, like it has in the past. No, it was good to get it done. That is true. All that, like, not all the other awards, but that that's unfair. I, I think, you know, because I think the MVP is worth a lot from the players, and you know, some of the awards are a bit nothing. But it was good to get it done in the one in the one go. I think they probably could combine a few of them. It still always feels quite hollow, and I, I've said this repeatedly on the podcast. It always feels hollow every year that there's no proper defenders award. I really can't understand. You know, all the midfielders get honoured now in the Brownlow, and that's not going to change really anytime soon. A forward's not going to win the Brownlow, really. I can't, I can't, unless they change the way they the umpires have to vote. I don't think that will change. Um, the forwards obviously have the Coleman. Um, to not have any award has always felt ridiculous, and I think the AFL yeah. had a really good opportunity last year with Danny Frawley dying and everything around there. I think that I think to call it the Frawley would be really good. I think yep. that would make sense. It's it's got a good ring to it. He was obviously a great defender. Um, you could get you know mental health um, angles on it from a, a sponsorship a sponsorship perspective. It's hard to say back to back um, mm. as well. So there's 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 definitely angles that you can make it work. It feels like that's a real um, shame. But anyway, um, so they they're like it's been a year. They've not done anything about it at all. So. They're obviously thinking on a yeah. different wavelength. 
Um, massive thanks to our sponsors at Hops to Home. Hops to Home is a craft beer delivery service. They are great sponsors of ours pretty much since the very beginning. Um, actually, I don't know how many episodes we did before they came on, but it wouldn't have been that many. Um, Hopstime.com.au, great sponsors. Craft beer delivery service. So you sign up, you get packs of 10 or 20, um, and then they send them out to your door. You can pause it at any time, resume at any time, and they've got a great selection of craft beers. Um, very, very switched on service that um, we're very happy to have as sponsors on for 2020 uh, and beyond, it sounds like. So they've been really happy with it. And yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, very switched on way to try different new craft beers um, from across Australia. So uh, this episode will be in the bulk uh, a preview of the finals, of course. Uh, but then we're also going to do a bit of trade chatter. Obviously, in the last week, and even before that, but certainly in the last week with uh, a lot of teams not able to play finals anymore, um, we've got quite a lot on the on the table to talk about. Um, we're just going to quickly run through the top top line stories. Any questions, shoot them through to AFL um, Deep Dive on um, social, of course, um, and afldeepdive at gmail.com as well. Um, all the links are in, in the show notes. But, yeah, there's obviously heaps to discuss. There's not really anything really heavily concrete, but there's definitely a fair bit to discuss um, that I think is worth going into. And given there's only obviously not that many games to go through now that we're into finals, we've got a bit more time. Uh, of course, please check out Beyond the Game TV as well. Great uh, partner of ours. So obviously, it's such a shame we're not able to do anything with Ed. We're both still in a hub, which is um, pretty outrageous given... Uh, we're nearly in October, but anyway, five cases today, so it's got a lot, lot better. Um, yeah, hopefully we can do some some season um, previews or something at some point. Uh, well, 2021 previews at some point later in the year. So well, let's get into the games, because I reckon let's do games. that first and then do trade. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Thursday night, this coming Thursday, the 1st of October, Port Adelaide versus Geelong. So massive game. Um, obviously being played at Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide won enough games and won the right for the home game. Um, and Adelaide um, government allowed the um, SA government allowed the fly in, fly out. Um, so what do we see? Um, yeah, first I think of all, so. I think that's yeah. it's great because there was there was uh, a little bit of talk that regardless uh, of what happened, the SA government may um, may not have come to the party. Which yeah, I would have taken a bit of bit of the, um, the gloss off Port Adelaide's uh, very good season. They didn't leave the top spot uh, all year. Um, so, yeah, good on them. So, yeah, looking, look, this is going to be a cracking game. Um, yeah. I, I actually think the way that the finals have, have fallen, you probably couldn't have asked for a better week one round of finals, uh, to be quite honest. So, Geelong... Um, while they probably haven't looked overly convincing in the last few weeks leading into the finals, uh, they've shown that they can travel over the years um, during this time of the year, and I think they'll uh, they'll be a worthy adversary against Port Adelaide. Um, but obviously, Port Adelaide are going to have that huge uh, home crowd advantage with the with the crowds there. Yeah, well, we definitely got the finals we wanted. I think with the way it was falling, I think had Melbourne gotten in. <laughs> Sneakily, that would have been really disappointing. Um, yeah, I, I, that that would have been. I don't think that would have. I don't. I don't see them beating St Kilda. That would have been a really bad match to watch. So I'm glad it, it ended the way it ended. Um, and I think yeah, Port definitely deserved the home final. So what do we think? Obviously, um, 
I mean, Hawkins has been huge this year. Um, Port, I think, have the the defence to curtail aspects of their game. Port, uh, you know, they obviously got this great group of kids. I mean, how is this game going to get played out? Do you think? Do you think it'll be a really lockdown game? Do you think it'll be really free flowing? How, how do you think the game's going to look? Um, yeah, it's always interesting. I, mean, I, I like the. I, I always say, say it every year. Um, I like to see free flowing. It just doesn't happen though in finals. It always tends to be very defensive minded um, contests, regardless of the team, unless a team um, is very very attacking, like we like Adelaide in twenty seventeen, um, the early days of Hawthorne, um, like back in oh eight. Uh, and and the, the seasons where they didn't make the grand final, 2011, 12, and stuff like that, or 2010 and 2011, um, they relied on heavy scoring because they had forward lines that could yeah. just outscore, yeah, a bit like Golden State um, in their heyday in the NBA. So, but we just, it doesn't, this year hasn't really seen that avalanche of goals on a consistent basis from any of the teams. So I expect it to be, yeah. Fairly um, defensive, um, and when if either team gets a roll on, I actually both teams will get ten and fifteen minute um, periods here and there throughout the game. That's when we'll see the scoring happen. Yeah. I think yeah, lots of lots of arm wrestle, um, and then it all sort of link in one way, and then the other at points, and, and that's what I think we might see two or three goals to one team to none, and then. Yeah. Moments later, it'll go back the other way. So, yeah, what about you, mate? How do you, how do you, how do you expect, uh, what are you thinking this game's going to look like on Thursday night? Well, I think because it's still short in quarters, it's we're still going to see similar flow to what we've seen this year. There'll be really high defence early. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, if teams can find a weakness quickly, there'll be some some quick goals, of course. But it's these two teams know each other. Um, Ken Hinckley obviously knows the, the Geelong side very well. Um, Ablett looks like he hasn't really missed a trick. Um, him coming back, I think, is obviously huge for, for Geelong. I mean, that goes without saying. But, you know, do you think Danger spends more time up forward? Do you think he plays more in the midfield? I mean, that's a very interesting question now because of, you know, how their team's kind of positioned now. That, that's, I mean... It's, it's an interesting one. Like, you and me, obviously, well, I think you and I look at... Um, danger feel very differently to anyone else that comments on football because everyone talks about how good he is in the forward line and we think it's his biggest deficiency is his ability to um, put the score on the board. He's great on the run, but that means he's coming from the midfield. Uh, he very, I mean, obviously it's embedded in my mind the one very good game he had at full forward because he played on one league against Hawthorne and managed to keep five. Uh, that was ridiculous, but I haven't seen him do that type of damage as a key forward. I'm not saying he, 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 he he's not a nightmare for defenders because he gets his hand on the ball, but like Papley this year, I mean, Papley kicked 26-27 like you alluded to a couple of weeks ago. Um, that That's the difference between him becoming the elite um, small forward in the comp is his inability to transition um, opportunities into Big bags, and I think that's. Uh, I, I still think he, Dangerfield is more damaging in the midfield, and I'd rather I'd, I'd rather give the ball to Gary Ablett in the forward half. He's definitely uh, more proven in front of goals. 
You, I think, in my opinion, anyway. Well, I think with Gaz coming back, it's probably more likely that he will spend, Danger will spend some time through the midfield. But in that Sydney game just gone, he was a lot better at, 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 um, at goal. Yeah. Um, that was obviously very, very impressive. But So just to make it clear, we're recording this on Monday, the 28th of September, so we don't know the exact teams. Um, but I, so, you know, just to make it clear, the reason we can't record once we know the teams is, you know, you guys will be watching the game by the time we get it out there. So there's just no point anymore. Um, but the other thing too, so I guess this is always the biggest thing with Geelong selection is what do they do from a, a ruck perspective? Um, well, I'm pretty sure they've come out and said that Stanley... Well, that's that's the word that they're going to play Stanley. Yeah, You'd assume we, that's going to happen. We, we've heard that before. Yeah, we've exactly. Before, we? we've, that's exactly yeah. that's what I was going to say. Is we've heard this shit from Geelong before, and then they pull the whistle at the last minute. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it, that I needs to happen. To. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think they have to. Like Port, um, I think of all all the the teams that come up against um, having a dedicated ruck in in Stanley, and then Stanley has been good uh, throughout the season going forward as well, and, and kicking kicking the goal an odd goal or at least being a, a presence for a big pack mark to take some pressure off Hawkins. Obviously, Port Adelaide, they've got a pretty good bloody defence um, and they have all year. So, and, and, and the combination, uh, obviously, you and I aren't stat kings. We never claimed to be. But I, I'd be damned um, to think that Stanley and Dangerfield aren't a better combo than any other ruck mid in in Geelong's makeup, I think they work pretty well together. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, and then obviously, if you look at Port Adelaide. I mean, they they've got so many avenues to goals. So, uh, having said that, I think it's going to be an arm wrestle. They they could blow the game out straight away. Like they could get into a have a five six potentially seven goal first quarter if they really um, found, found uh, avenues uh, the way they have against other teams. So. Yeah, I think Dixon and Gray are playing extremely good football this at the pointy end of the season, so that's good. So who? Okay, so there's a lot to cover, but I guess who who goes to Dixon in your mind? If you're if you're Chris Scott, who goes to Dixon? Or if you're Matthew Scarlett, the defensive coach, who goes to um, Dixon Taylor? Yeah, I'm I'm still backing in Taylor. He just the size and he's he's smarts. Um, you don't want. I mean, he's just also the slowest. Of the, the the backs, so you don't want to restrict him or one of the other guys from their, their runoff half back and intercept mark like Blixard and Stewart and, and these guys. I think they're they're too destructive to be a, a lockdown defender. I think that's Harry's uh, bread and butter. So yeah, I'd be going with him straight up. The other thing too is, I mean, there's going to have to be and the teams that do well. I mean, Richmond did this well. I know they lost the game, but I think. Something that needs to happen is there needs to be a lot of team defence on Robbie Gray. It can't be put on, you know, Menegola or Guthrie or somebody like that that can that can run and, and possibly run with him and try and shut him down. It's too hard. Like, he's too good of a player. Um, he's he's going to yeah. move around. He's going to change positions. I I just think that's too difficult. I think it, it's that would be, be very one-dimensional if they did that. I think it's going to have to be a real strong... Team defence on him. Another thing I want to talk about too, just in terms of the the midfield. Uh, obviously, with Boke, fantastic season. He could definitely win the Brownlow. Um, obviously, amazing player. Um, and then you know got the vice captain. I think it was. I think he should have got the captain. Honest. I think it was ridiculous that he got vice captain. But anyway, in the All Australian. But 
that aside, um, Rockcliffe has had huge um, momentum in the last month or so, mm. and I think that's really been forgotten. Um, you look at the numbers over the last, few, and we're not, you know, going to go heavily into the stats, but his numbers are outstanding. Um, I think, yeah, I think the, the midfield is going to have to be obviously really seriously on their game um, to to counteract this this Port Centre that has just gotten better, I think, throughout the year. And this is the thing yeah, with Port. As much as they've not belted teams, they have, I think, kind of very gradually gotten better through the year, which does feel like a premiership team. Um, Brian Jones as well, obviously, with his um, uh, All-Australian honours just gone. I think that was a really good selection. Um, you can mount an argument for a few other players in that position, but I, I, still, the first time, All-Australian, he was, he's been fantastic all year. Uh, Ollie Wines as well has had a massive uh, month and a half to two months. He's been excellent. Um, but, yeah, look, I... I it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this all plays out. I think the centre is going to be pretty even. I think the midfield is going to be pretty tense. I think it, it's definitely danger for Geelong. I think Blixarves at times is going to have to peel off and assist with uh, Dixon because I, I just think he's he's much faster than Harry. And if he, get, he, if he peels away, there's going to have to be some assistance there from time to time or at least make him take a shot. On a on a really hard angle. If he's gonna get, if he's gonna pull loose, at least make him run towards the boundary. Well, that's the thing. Like that, that's gonna have to be Harry's main thing. As much as he's gonna lose that chase from time to time, you you've, he's got to block the corridor, and he's he's got to block where Charlie could get it into a better position. Because the one thing with Dixon, he's an amazing player. Don't get me wrong, but he is someone that does have you know, Richo-style demons in his head from time to time where if he misses a few, like, he can go... He can absolutely kick two goals, six, and that Geelong would love that. Yeah. Like, they'll, they'll deal with that. That's fine. The danger is if he kicks four or five, one, or four or five, three, or whatever. That's when it starts to get um, a lot harder to manage. So that that's going to be the key is, is obviously Port are going to try and deliver through the corridor to give their forwards the best opportunity, but... They've really got to try and force the entries as far and away out wide as possible and make it harder and harder. I know the irony is Dixon kicked that ridiculous goal from the boundary, but that was, again, on the run, not a set shot. Force him to take really difficult set shots as much as possible. He's going to get them, but make make those set shots difficult. That's going to happen. I know it sounds like a simplistic way of describing it, but that's going to ha- that would have to be a mandate in the Geelong discussion at no, the moment. Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. I, I think that... Um if any of the, if Scotty's or any of the players have been watching the NBA, um, they've almost got to have that basketball uh, zone type defense. So this is Geelong against Port Adelaide. They've got to really push um, any of the like your Dixons and your Greys into tough tough angles to take their, their shots on goal and be ready to, to switch. Like, as you said on Gray, they can't just be a one or two players that um, end yeah. up on Gray when he when he's on the move. That everyone from the midfield through to the back six have to be well aware of where where he's where he is and be able to, to switch up and sort of move around in a, a sort of a rotating zone like off uh, defence. Um, I totally agree um, with your assertion around Dixon. Um, yeah, he, he he can get on a on a fluky. Roll and run, um, kicking 
on, on the boundary, but that's ultimately where you'd prefer. He's not – it's not like Buddy where you'd prefer Buddy front, front him, right in yeah. front of goal. You don't want him – or you don't want him out in the wings. That's where he prefers it. Dixon's definitely uh, – yeah much more comfortable and much more accurate in front of goal. And that's obviously, as, as you again alluded to, like Port Adelaide will look to push through the, the central part of the ground um, as soon as they get to the – if they can get it earlier, but if they get to the wing and then transition through the middle, they're going to they're gonna go that way all the time. Yeah, I think – So it'll be fascinating. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, just the further out they can get in, the better – um, yeah, and then who goes to, on the flip side of that? Who goes to Hawkins? Because obviously, Haw- this is the thing. It's such an exciting game. We've got these two, um, and I think Hawkins has been better this year. But two very, very good forwards um, at either end. You know, the first time in probably a little while in a final, we've got two big, serious, old style forwards. I mean, I think yeah, we've got the two best forwards in yeah. the league going up against arguably the two best mids in Danger and Boak. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean. It's it's yeah. it's the I mean yeah it's definitely probably the most even contest between look on paper looking at the at the pitch um, so obviously mm. backline McKenzie Houston Jonas Bonner uh, Brian Jones uh, and Liner I, I guess I I mean Jonas jo- jo- obviously gets first crack at he'd, he'd have to I, I, I think I dare say and then Houston would be I, I think they both have a uh, a bit of time on him. Um, though, like like Big Charlie at the other end, if uh, Tomahawk goes quiet or he can't get uh, his hands on the footy early, you, you would just stick with who whoever um, started on him because uh, he does warm into games, but defenders, if they um, get like a goal as first quarter, they tend to get very, very confident in their ability to, to keep them locked down, especially uh, the Someone like Jonas, who's been around for a while now, very, very accomplished backman in Houston. Obviously, had a another very, very good season this year as well. The advantage that Hawkins has is that he's able to, you know, even if he's not having a great day, he still takes a defender or two because he's so mm. um, good, and they can really fake the um, the entry to him and then drag. And he's him. never out of the game. No, he's, well, I think he's got the second most score involvements. Yeah, the Col- on top of winning the Coleman's, and he's got so, massive assists um, as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like it's, and, that, and that's what make him and, and people like Jack um, Rewalt yeah. so damaging um, and so important to a team because if they're not kicking goals, they're creating them. So it might, <laughs> it's just as good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess that kind of covers a bit of the bare bones. What do you? So it's, it's going to be the, the strength of Geelong is that they've got the ability to. They've got so much variety. I feel like Port is maybe a little bit more predictable in that, and that's not a bad thing, that 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 predictable is very good. But Geelong, you know, I, I've been so impressed by Guthrie and Menegola this year. If they're able to sneak forward and then hit the scoreboard, obviously, a little bit there, particularly early, it does make it very interesting. Yeah, well, it was funny. I was about to say a very similar comment, I think, where it'll be won and lost is the ability of both teams next run and younger players to impact the scoreboard, whether it's directly or indirectly. So, yeah, your Menegolas, your Guthries, your, your Parfits, your um, Grimeyers for Geelong, Uppergates, Dersma, uh, I'm not sure if Rosie's playing. Um, yeah, yes. Uh, I'm trying to think the other young guy. Um, Butters. Butters uh, they, yeah, they, they used to, Butters have a 
fantastic season. He's been great. Um, and these types of guys, yeah. And, and if they collectively, let's just say four from each team, if they can get three three to five goals from those little groups, oh, I think that will play a very significant part on who wins this game because, as you said, we know pretty much what we're going to get from Hawkins and Dick, uh, Dixon and we know pretty much what we're get, going to get from the uh, senior mids on both sides. So, yeah, it's, it's whether that next tier and the, and the younger brigade on both sides can help deliver some of the uh, um, little jabs along the way to get their team over the line. I do feel like Port's defence have possibly overachieved a bit this year, and I do wonder whether at some point, you know, that that's a, a relatively younger team that's going to at that end of the ground is going to fall away a bit. I do worry a little bit about that. I probably shouldn't because they have been excellent, but I do worry a little bit that they've overachieved. But so, what do we think? Let's give our tips. I guess obviously it's going to be a very very tight game, but. You know, both both teams getting the double chance. What do you think here? Who wins this first game? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable tipping against Port, but I'm, I'm going to. I, I think Geelong have got a lot of um, a lot of demons that they want to um, get rid of from last year and, and previous years, uh, and uh, I think there's more onus on them getting that win, getting back to Brisbane and then being set up in Brisbane for, for the rest of the final series. Uh, whereas at least with Port Adelaide, even if they lose, they get to stay at home and play the next week at Adelaide Oval again. Port before. were, yeah, I mean, Port were huge the other week against Richmond over there. Um, this is the hard, I reckon yeah, this is the hardest tip. It's the hardest. It's I think, the, yeah, it's definitely the hardest tip for, for me. They're just, yeah, on like, like you said, like you, you said, um, on paper, they they look so even. Yeah. Um, with one, one sort of one sec part of the team balancing out um, in the, on, on the other side. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see the final matchups. But yeah, Monday night, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna back in Geelong because of yeah, just that extra bit of finals experience across the board. I think they'll get it done. And I think the other thing, so I'm I'm gonna go with the Cats just. Um, I just think the other thing to add into this too, we talked about recently about, you know, in with the NBA discussion too, but around, you know, finals and, and how much people want it and all that stuff. And I think um, I think I think there is some Geelong players that particularly for Gary in his last year, um, there's a lot going on. Dangerfield, they've they've thrown so much into still this. Hasn't, still hasn't yeah, been still able to do one. it. Yeah. I, I think I think they there's a few players in that side that want it so much yeah. that they'll they'll leave this game you know with with a fair amount of scratches. So I I'm going to go with the Cats just, but I think it's 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 you know determined Geelong versus uh you know a, a sprightly Port. It's going to be very very interesting. Yeah. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah, and then on the Friday good. on the Friday we've got Brisbane Richmond. <laughs> Great game at the Gabba um, so obviously oh, Richmond have, have yeah well obviously Richmond have beaten Geelong uh, Geelong Brisbane for you know a 15? Very, fifteen years something like that it's now 15, yeah yeah fifteen I think it's fifteen games straight and they haven't lost to them in twelve years or something oh, some, something insane stupid. like that yeah it's a long and period of time won their, won, their, won their last ten games at the Gabba or something as well 
it's huge. Like everything's pointing to a Tigers uh, win pretty convincingly, but I, 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 don't, I very much doubt that that's going no. to be the case. Well, well not convincing. I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Richmond just to get that out of the way. But I, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I'm tipping Richmond as well. But, but I think I, I think it's going to be much closer than yeah. a lot of people anticipate. I reckon a goal or, or maybe two, but not much. It'll be under two goals. I reckon it's going to be a lot tighter. Um, I, so the biggest question I have, and it's funny, like the first game we spoke a lot about because I think there's so much to discuss because it's such an even side. This is a little bit more clear cut in terms of the questions to ask before the game. Yeah. But I guess Brisbane, let's start with Brisbane. You know, can they get over their their goal-kicking demons? That, that's got to be the biggest question here. Yeah, and they're coming up against the the wrong team to be able to do it straightforwardly. Like we're talking about one of the most complex, well structured um, back six, back eight that <clears throat> that there is in the competition. They're they're, in, they're complete unison. It doesn't matter which six are there um, or helps or eight that rotate through. Um, they're, they're, it's it's like they're all. Um, siblings, or, yeah. That they just know. They just know when to peel off, when to be a second man up, when not to go up, where to handball, where to do a short kick, when to do a, a long kick, when to play. Like they just, it, it's just a, a, a innate understanding that they've got between each other, um, and I think that makes it extremely difficult for any forward line um, to kick goals against anyway. But coming up against a forward line that has. Um, not proven itself to be anywhere near accurate enough to to win under pressure. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be very very interesting. This this young side, it, it's it, this is a bit different in terms of the matchup. It's it's more the the young and the old, I guess. And Richmond are an old side, but it's that experience. Dusty obviously smoked them last year. They'll they'll remember that that was a hard final for them. Um, you know, Richmond really had their measure pretty much the whole way. It didn't feel like mm. in that game at any moment that Brisbane were legitimately going to win it. Um, it, it it all really hedges on what kind of entries are created and whether your Rainers, your um, Hipwoods, all these guys, whether they're able to to hit the scoreboard. If 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 they, I know it's it's such a simplistic way of talking about it, but if they're able to hit the scoreboard even 10 to 15% more than they normally do, this game is going to be extremely tight and they'll probably win it if they get because they get so much supply. Yeah, I was going to say, that I, I, as much as um, I rate Richmond's midfield um, and their ability to suffocate other teams, I, I still think Brisbane are going to get a lot of forward 50 entries yeah. um, through this game. It's just, yeah... Nothing about that forward line, not even Charlie Cameron this season, has convinced me that um, they're going to kick more goals than points, um, as especially coming up against. I mean, you've got intercept kings left, right, and centre in that Richmond defence as well. So, yeah, and if um, Richmond play at their furious, be- furious best in the middle, that, I mean, they could they could nullify the amount of forward entries, which then they have to become really accurate in front of goal when, when they get those chances. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think in the centre, it's probably going to be fairly even. I think in the midfield, Richmond, I don't know, I, I still feel like Richmond, you know, so the biggest thing of this, well, we should get the, you know, buried the lead here. The 
biggest news is that Lynch isn't playing. So they've said that Lynch is not playing. They've ruled him out of the game. So that, I think, is good to get it out of the way early in the week as well. Um, let, yep. Let's just forget that. Um, it sounds like Prestia is probably not going to play, but who knows? But I think in the centre, I think it's going to be fairly even. Um, and then, it, it, I mean, honestly, like, I do wonder about Brisbane's defence, whether they're able to hold the diversity. They have struggled to hold teams that have really broad diversity of forwards like Richmond do. They're going to, so they'll go into this, and why I mentioned that is that no Lynch. So they're not going to go with that Richmond 2020, 2019 predominant, you know, forward structure, right? That Lynch-Jack thing, is it, it's not going to happen. Jack may be a decoy for most of the night. That's the other way of looking at this too. So this night's going to be wet. It's going to be very dewy, they reckon. It's going to be seriously humid and dewy. So one theory I heard, boys, this week, which was that one of the reasons why Richmond's so good up in um, Queensland, it's actually a really good point. I never thought of this, but one reason that Richmond's so good in Queensland just generally is that they're great wet weather footballers and, and they're not really that worried about the heat. And I was like, I'd never actually had thought about that because obviously with all the dew and all this talk about how, you know, West Coast and Collingwood are bathing their balls in baby oil to, to, to deal with the dew. I never actually put that together. Like Richmond are obviously excellent wet weather. They've been an excellent wet weather team even before the first flag. So it actually yeah. doesn't seem to bother them. So I never really put that together, but that that's obviously a really good point. But then now we've got a situation where it's like, well, it's going to be a pretty wet night. They're probably going to, they'll, they'll go high defence, the way Richmond play, of course. They'll, they'll create that rolling mall and they'll create that wall that was impenetrable in the, in the final last year, which made it impossible to even give any supply to, to Hitwood. Um, I did love, just as a side note, this notion of, Danaher joining Brisbane and somebody, I can't remember who it was, but tweeted like, can't wait to see Brisbane kick 10 goals, 45 next year. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's, that's going to be, with the diversity of Richmond's forward line, I think that's going to prove to be difficult. I think they've got, I think, look, I think Brisbane's got a good defensive line, but I do worry about that team playing when they've got dust. They'll play, so when they do that kind of like, more chaosy game. They will do weird stuff where they'll have Arts running off halfback, and then all of a sudden he's like a small forward, and then they'll have Dusty on ball, and then all of a sudden he's again a small forward. They'll do it. They'll, they'll Hardwick will do a lot of moves and make it quick and make it difficult to analyse. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so just on 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 Martin, like your question yeah. uh, to me with Dangerfield, do you think? He spends more time in the forward line in this particular matchup, and, and only sparingly in the midfield. I think it'll be sixty-five percent forward, particularly because there's no Lynch, and I don't think it bothers them that 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 the opposition knows that he's going to spend more time forward. It kind of almost went without saying, even with Lynch, because I mean, there's yeah. been times where they've used Lynch and <laughs> Rewalt to some degree as decoys, and then Dust. That's what happened in the last game. When, when Dusty kicked, um, he kicked five or six in in the last mm. last year's final. So, yeah, I, like I think he, he'll have to he'll have to play more. You would think, um, but yeah, it's going to be very very interesting. Um, I, I look, you know, Cochins. I think 
been in excellent form the last few weeks. He'll he'll. Um, I do worry about Prestia being able to come back now. I mean, it's pretty late in the year. If he's not making it for this game, I do worry about so him really they, playing at all. Do you, yeah, uh, being still a. a um, uh, keeping the lid on top Richmond supporter uh, would you go with a more conservative approach and bring in a caddy who has played lots of finals uh, now might might be a little bit less damaging than a Presti because he's not hasn't got the speed anymore but can play mid and, and forward yeah, well, he's also used to those conditions. He's from, he played in the Gold Coast, too. Yeah. So I do – yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's definitely a consideration. Yeah. I mean, they clearly have to keep the, – the, the, the newer entries like Chol and Arts and these guys, they, ha- they have to keep this that, that wheel moving. Um, yeah, I reckon so, too. They can't and, stop. And, and then they've both uh, – look, give them a chance. They, they might be that, that, those two X factors in finals like um, – Marlon was in the grand final. Uh, give him a chance. If they, if they don't perform, then you can play around the following week if you need to. But, you know, I think Chol and Arts uh, definitely have deserved to, especially Arts, he's basically played in that forward pocket all year and been more than serviceable. I thought he's been probably the most improved player at that at that team this year. He's, he's been great. <laughs> he's been so, so good. Like so many teams would love to have Arts. He's been unreal. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, well, Dusty p- probably plays a lot more forward, but a Brisbane, so we both, we've already both said Richmond, a Brisbane chance of winning this. Uh, you know, uh, can, can they get enough oh. supply? Can Lockie Neal get off the chain and, and deliver yeah. massive amounts of numbers into the forward line? Yeah, him, him and Zorko can both be absolutely super damaging. Um, McCluggage, obviously, uh, has had a standout year, very unlucky not to, to make the All-Australians. Yeah. And yeah, they have one fault, like one glare. It's a glaring fault. Um, it's just that inaccuracy going forward. Um, the, you just can't back back him in to, to kick um, a winning score. Well, I can't anyway. Not against these these top teams, mind you. That their record against other top eight sides has been pretty good. Uh, but it's finals football. We know it's very very different coming up against a uh, very um, well drilled. Well, season finals um, team in, in Richmond. I just look if they do, yeah, I, I still give them a chance. It's I mean, they, they didn't finish second or third on the ladder for no reason. They can play. Um, yeah, I'm just not convinced in that forward forward line. Um, no. Rayner has proved he, has shown his um, uh, immaturity at times. Um, we've touched on every, all the others, um, so. Yeah, I, I think they need a, a, a big influx from their midfield and half-back line to, to put uh, goals on the board as well as their forward line if they're going to have a, um, a chance, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's that's that game, I reckon. But you could go further, but let's just see because we've got two more games to do as well. Um, Saints-Dogs on the Saturday. And I'm glad they did get the Gabba game. Uh, I think that was that was, um, that was was fair enough given they, they finished higher. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what do we think? So Saints-Dogs, tight uh, game, look, two young sides. I mean, yeah, I, I, I really hope this is the excitement match of the, the first week. They I think it will be. Are both, they're both uh, up-and-coming teams. They've been, I mean, obviously the Dogs aren't. It's only a few years ago that they won a flag. But it's, it's a brand new list stuff as far as 
you look at the personnel, it's, it's completely different um, in a lot of regards. And I think they match up really well, like like Port Adelaide and Geelong. I think these two teams match match up really well. They play fairly similar, these high-paced games. So I hope that's what they both bring. Yeah. Um, obviously, they won't be able to do it for all four quarters. There's going to be periods where um, both will have to slow down because of, A, the temperature, um, B, it's been a long season, all that type of stuff. So... Yeah, uh, we, I mean, cliche, but it will be one and lost in the midfield. Um, but I think more so in this game than any of the other, any other games. What I about, mean, you know, what, what do you think? I was going to say, good luck, like, before we were doing, like, you know, line previews and who won who. Good luck trying to do that. I mean, it's already an ancient thing with modern football anyway, but good luck trying to do it with the Bevo side because he's, he's, <laughs> he's likely to put bloody... Um, the whole the forward line, he's, all, he's likely to swap the forward line and the back line in the middle of the game. Um, I, uh, look, yeah. I, I, to get it out of the way, I'm going to go with the Saints to start. I think the Saints will break the rut and win. Uh, I, I just think it's got that heat culture thing about it. There's something about this club. I, I really liked them. They're all singing the song at the end of the last um, game. There's something about the Noosa Saints. Maybe they should move. St Kilda up to Noosa, I don't know what it is, but there's something about it. They all seem very happy. It's all working. I mean, when you can get Carlisle to behave, I mean, clearly things are, are going okay. Um, let's be honest. Like, you can get, you know, if you can get him to turn up and do things well, I mean, that, that's when you, you're doing well. Um, but Brett Ratton, absolutely superb. We both, you know, were disgusted at the time. We weren't doing the podcast, but we were disgusted at the time when he was sacked. It was a, a terrible decision um, to do what uh, Carlton did. It looked terrible at the time. It was terrible halfway through, and it was clearly even worse at the very end. So it, it's so good to see him get another chance, and I, I, I love that he's doing really well. Um, I, I love this dog side. Um, Bailey Smith is probably my favourite young player. He's so much fun to watch. The Bont is is, is amazing. Um, I, I love Timmy, Tim English's development. He's become a real hero of, of the podcast for both of us. We both love him. Yeah, um, love Easton Wood's been amazing over the last month and a half. He's he's like that's not been I haven't seen that discussed by one person. But like you look at his numbers over the last month and a half, he has come back into massive form. He's taken hangers like it's absolutely crazy. Like he looks he looks like to about like you know Grimes and some of the better defenders over the last month and a half. He looks unbelievable. He looks so good. But I don't know. I just I just get this yeah. feeling like it's going to be tight. It'll be high scoring. No, um, it'll be the excitement game of the round, which you would think. But then it, I just think the Saints will just sneak it at, at, at the death. I, I, I don't know what it is. I just think this dog side needs a little bit more work. Um, you know, your Keiths and people like that probably need a little bit more time to play within this, you know, bonkers Russian roulette style of game that, that, that Bevo plays, which it, it, I, I like it. And I reckon he's probably, I reckon he's a chance to sneak another flag. I, I, I dead set really like it, but I don't reckon it's mm. this one. I think I think it'll happen, but I don't. I, I really think that's a genuine chance in the next four or five years. This team is so young; they've got a good four or five years in this group to have a crack. But I, I, I just, I don't know. I just get the feeling yeah. about the Saints. Yeah, look, I, I agree. I mean, to add to um, the plays that have really started to step up at the Dogs, it, it is actually. Some of the players that were there for that um, premiership year. I mean, Liber is starting to play some of his best football again. Mitch Wallace has been phenomenal up forward, but that's my, that's where I think 
um, the dogs, oh, I agree with you, uh, they're, they're lacking something and it's, it's a big key forward. Oh, Norton's yeah. really good, don't get, me, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, they needed Bruce to be that uh, darling type um, role player up forward to take good marks, Ooh. kick one or two goals every week, not six one week, be missing for ten, um, et cetera, et cetera. It just, it just makes any team that's got half-decent back line really, really stretch the, the ability for the dogs to, to score. So, well, Unless there's some kind of miracle. Sorry, I was just going to say, unless there's some kind of miracle, Norton's not playing. That You're right, and that's the biggest problem is no no Norton. I have no confidence in Bruce. That that hasn't worked oh, out. Mate, mate, haven't you seen the miracle? He's got the... He's got the um, he's got the Dunstall uh, face mask. He's got the the old does he reckon, head headgear. Does he reckon he's going to play? Is he seriously reckon yeah, he's going to play? They, they reckon he they reckon he's about eighty percent chance to play. What? He he goes so apparently if if he gets through um, really I'm training look at this. Thursday and then it gets oh. okay from the medicos. Norton will play. Uh, they're saying. Well, really? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Look. Obviously, political um, AFL tactics, they're going to say that so that the opposition prepares accordingly. But this is the thing. St Kilda aren't going to change for him. They're going to keep the back six that they've always had. I feel so That's old. what I don't get. It's not like a Lynch coming in. Yeah. Or, 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 or a Kennedy from the West Coast or one no, of these no, no. absolute powerhouse um, full fours that need a certain type of backman to play on them. Is Aaron um, Norton, though, is he ready to break a game apart, though? Is he good enough to oh, do that? Yeah, I, I, I think he is. I think he, I think he will. One of the, I, think he's a, I think he's a bit a bit of a Stevie J, Paul, Paul Chapman type. I think yeah, he loves right. big games. Okay. Uh, I think he just frosts over those types of moments and wants to get his hand on the ball and just kick goals and, and, and win games. Yeah, I, I, that's not, that's how I think see him as, as a, that type of player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he showed that in that first game back after a bit of a spell with the injury. He just went, finally, I'm back on, back on the ground, give me the ball and what, he could kick four or five goals or something. So, yeah, it'd be, be interesting. But I, I, I tend to agree. I, I want to go for the dogs, um, and I'll probably shoot myself in the foot by not backing them because that's my gut instinct. But I think, yeah, the Saints, it's their, their culture. To, Saints culture. Yeah, um, yeah they've, they've, they've changed it completely. They've, they've reversed it um, from this wannabe club to a club that goes, no, nah, this is what we stand for. We've set new foundations. And no party boy um, crap. None of that shit. It's all gone. That was what that was what was always associated with the Saints. Mm. No midget. Yeah. You know, fires and stuff, none of that. No crack. No crack. Even with Carlisle, yeah, no it's, crack. It's, Amazing. Yeah. It's actually been good for them to be away from Melbourne, I think. Um, yeah, to get away from that, that, that inner, and there's always been sort of, I don't know, socio-economical concerns and issues with it. Not not that they've been based in Sicilia, but Moravia and, and that area with um just a lot of playing up because um, it's a little bit further away from uh, Melbourne CBD compared to a lot of the other big Melbourne clubs like yeah. obviously Richmond, Collingwood, they're on the doorstep. Hawthorne's only sort of 6, 7K away. Essen's only 6, 7K away, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, look, uh, Ratton can't, can't talk him up um, enough, uh, obviously. Baffled yeah, I agree. by Carlton's decision, but they continue to do baffle me and we'll get into that uh, in a little while. Um but yeah, he's he's getting the best out of uh, a good list. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't think 
it's an exceptional list yet, but uh, Saints have got probably a good three or four years ahead of them now, minimum. Oh, yeah, for sure. Both teams, this is the thing, it's a fascinating matchup because the AFL must be loving it because it, they've got a rematch of 2018. They've got two teams that are very even in Geelong and Port. They've got the rivalry that, you know, isn't really a rivalry but is very interesting in, in Brisbane, Richmond, in that, you know, there's a replay of last year's grand final. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of interest. Uh, grand final, last year's final, a lot of interest in it. Um, and then yep. Saints Dogs, the two young teams, like they must be absolutely loving it. But Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I just think Saints just. But, I mean, maybe they've just over, a little bit overachieved this year and, and that, you know that dogs fighting pressure will will come to a head. I, I don't know. It, it, this is this is a very gamble guess as well. Yeah, the do- dogs have to play that yeah that manic style of football really well, like Richmond play their manic style. Yeah. Um. To to just to upset the Saints. Um. With that quick that quick movement. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of spontaneity that if they play a, a structured type of game where it's Mark, kick, Mark, handball. It allows Saints to just position themselves well and, and get get into a flow, whereas if they can keep it manic, I think that's the best chance that the Dogs have got. Um, and I think that's what Bevo will probably try and do from the get-go. Yeah, and I think they've, you know, they've, they've got a – it'll be team defence against um, St Kilda and, you know, their, their key pillars like Steel obviously as well. Um, mm. but they've got to curtail him. He he is, you know, one of the best players in the game. I, I honestly feel he's very, oh, very, very overlooked. Yeah, Um So then, and then we've got the replay, 2018 grand final, uh, the West Coast in the West versus Collingwood who have gone over there to quarantine. Um, what, what do we think about this game? So obviously, you know, re- real serious rivalry, West Coast have been amazing at home. They've been really yep. awful, awful, to be honest. Away, um, they've not. They didn't deal with the hub at all. Are they going to be able to adjust just straight back into, you know, West Coast footy and and just just smash them straight away? Like, how, how does this game play out? That's the to me. That's the biggest question. Can they adjust back to that style? Yeah. Look, I mean, logic would have the the, the Eagles winning this comfortably by five six goals. But we know what Collingwood finals teams are like. They, Buckley just has an ability to bring something new to the table. They've got some of those key players back, Trelaw, Degoe, um, obviously Pendles is, is playing some really good footy. Taylor Adams has been outstanding. Um, they, I'm not sure if they they got side bottom back for this game. No, or, no, no, no side bottom. Sort of no. No, so no he's, side bottom. So that's the rest of the year. No side bottom. He couldn't get into the hub in time. Too. Okay, I'll, yeah, yeah missed that. Um, so look, you, 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 I'd be crazy to to be against West Coast, but I'm going to. Um, I'm going to back in the pies for this one in a nail biter. Um, unless McGovern and Kennedy are like back and 100 percent fit. When I say 100%, 100% fit for this time of year, which is about 92% um, overall um, when we talk about what players are like right at the start of the year compared to this time of the year. Um, if they get those two, then I'll probably change my mind. Um, obviously, Luke Shuey's been uh, given the all clear. Yo's definitely out. Uh, I just think some of these things are, 
are unsettling for the West Coast. It's not the team that's come from the first hub in Queensland back uh, at almost full strength, which is what they were. So yeah, whereas whereas Pies are the opposite. They are getting the players back. Yeah, well, it sounds what do you like, reckon, mate. How do you how do you see this? I was just going to say, it sounds like the Eagles. Um, well, Adam. Simpson has come out and said that McGovern and Kennedy will play um, against Collingwood, but it, it's in what condition are they in? I mean, this is a do-or-die final. If they had another chance, maybe it would be a bit like Lynch with um, Richmond and not, yeah. not play him and, and hope that he's ready for the next game if they do lose. But, um, yeah, I, I really want to go for Collingwood, but I think the injuries might catch up with them in the end. Um, I think the Eagles back at home, I, I don't know. I, they've been so good there this year. I, I, I've thought about it all week, but I, I'm going to go with the Eagles just. I, I, I know Collingwood, I think I, I like that argument and I want to believe it, but I just think the Eagles at home are just going to be too strong. They'll fall back into that the way they were playing. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I do worry so much. It, it, it's, it's which McGovern are we getting? It's which Kennedy are we getting? That that's that's the biggest concern for me. And and Collingwood obviously, um, you know, they'll they'll they'll. You're right. Like Collingwood finals teams are excellent, but you know, I do worry about um, whether it's really then, stretched them to this point. And you know, no side bottom, you know, for for this long is going to start to hurt. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I I, I can't. Yeah, he's of, definitely he's definitely big out. I, I just think oh. I mean, let's look at the mid. Obviously, this is arguably the number one and number two ruck. Yeah. Well, the best two ruck for the last two years. Uh, Nat Nui's obviously been a standout ruck from this year, and Grundy was clearly the standout ruck from last year. And then the the ability that they can have to influence a game will go a long way, um, giving first use to their players or their mids, or, or alternatively the midfields being able to peel off the opposition to Ruckman like we've seen so much this year. Um, Gaff has been in blistering form of late too, out on the wing. Um, Flory's talked about Panelbury and Taylor Adams. They've been fantastic. So, yeah, yeah look, uh, oh, oh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how to um, talk up any of these games anymore. I'm just, I think you could, couldn't have asked for a better balance oh, no. of games. I think if, some other team had to go over to WA to play West Coast, probably other than Richmond. I'm not even thinking about the other team. I'm thinking West Coast are a shoo-in. Uh, I just, there's something about Collingwood and, and Richmond in particular that final was it doesn't tend to matter too much where the game's being played. They sort of zone in and, and know what they have to do. Yeah, I think um, they'll, they'll be very good, but I, I, I just worry about. Collingwood in the back end of the game. I, I just, you know, they've been really stretched this year. Um, it feels like a campaign that's, you know, been kind of, you know, bleeding at both ends. Um, dogged, dogged from the start. Yeah, that's the problem yeah. is, you know, they've been without to go for so long. I know they've got him back, but he's not in great form. I don't think either. He's been, he's, he's been okay. I haven't seen enough, obviously, yet, but... I don't know. I, I just I've got to go. I've got to go with the West Coast. They've been obviously very, very good um, over there. Um, yeah. I, I oh yeah, they that. haven't faulted over there. No, that's for sure. So all right, I reckon we split the episodes because we went for a fair bit just talking about four games and then uh, and then the trade period. So I have a little bit of a break. But um, yeah, look, that that's our tip so far. So we're both going with the Cats over Port over there. So we're both going with the away 
win. We both think that's going to happen. Uh, we've both gone with Richmond over Brisbane. Um, and then we've both gone with the Saints over the Dogs um, in the Gabba and then also, as well. And then we've also both, well, we've split. So I've gone no, with the split West the Coast. Yeah. yeah, sorry. And then you've gone with the, the Pies. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I want to, I want, I, I've even, like, I've talk, tried to talk myself into it, like, at times this week. I'm like, oh, no, the Pies will upset it and West Coast are over the hill. And then I'm like, where are they? And you know, like, I know they're missing. They're, like, I think West Coast will win. The other thing too is like I always, you know, I always talk about the narrative of sport, right? And it's like, well, I could see Port losing this game, but I could see them winning the next game. And then yeah. like I, I see other narratives like, well, I think Richmond will win this one, but then, you know, then there's other different scenarios. I, I, I don't, like I think if the Dogs got through this game, they wouldn't get through the next. So I kind of get this feeling there's going to be a team that has a bit of a run this year. And I feel that might be the Saints. And then... You know, I don't know. I just feel like in terms of the narrative, like, you know, Collingwood have been, you know, they've had such a dogged season. You know, I know West Coast have got a heap of injuries, but it feels like they're going to have one more win in them over there with the crowd as well. And then that adds that extra percentage, no doubt. And oh, then huge, yeah. 30,000 West Coast supporters. This That's that's the biggest, honestly. And that was that, look, that got, honestly, that crowd at Adelaide Oval got... I honestly feel got Port Adelaide over the line against Richmond. That's a dead stadium. I don't know whether Richmond lose that game. I really do feel it made yeah. that much of a difference. And that was a close game. So Port only won that Richmond-Port game by two goals. So, or two and a bit. Like, it was only, like, a few. Mm. It wasn't much. So, I just I just feel they're going to win that, but then they'll lose the next one. I don't feel West Coast are going to be a serious contender in these finals, to be honest. Of the eight teams, I think they'll lose. They'll win this game and then they'll lose the next one. And they might even lose the next one badly. I reckon they might get blown off the park because they've just, you know, you know, pulled all the oil out of this season and there's just nothing left and they just need the break. But um, without going into all the different permutations of what could and couldn't happen, let's talk about that once the games have happened. But I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, so that's the finals preview. Big thanks to our sponsors at Hops to Home, hopstome.com.au. You can use the promo code AFL Deep Dive to get $25 off your first pack. Um, we'll be back for a bit of a trade uh, preview as well. Uh, massive thanks as well to old mate Ed at Beyond the Game TV. Uh, old mate Ed's got lots of, um, he's got lots of sports content on his website. So Beyond the Game TV is a, a website that, you know, does a lot of broadcasting. He normally in, um, you know, in 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 the old world, was doing um, video content for you know the storm and and the dogs and various other um, sporting uh, codes. But now, obviously, it's it's a bit harder. So he's doing lots of stuff online. He's got you know really good YouTube presence as well. So please check out Beyond the Game TV. So that's it. Um, if your team's in the finals, hope they do well. If your team's not in the finals, we've got our um, trade period coming up where it's primarily talking about teams that aren't in the finals. But um, not totally. There's a few ones that are, but uh, if your team's not in the finals, um, I'm sure this season probably sucked. But yeah, it's good to good to be there. Uh, all the best. Take care. Goodbye. Enjoy. Catch up. See ya.